We are called to mission, but we have everything we need because we have the ghost. Last week, gospel, we heard about the ascension and the great commission that Jesus gave to his closest disciples, telling them to go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them all that you have, I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you until the end of time. He told them, he gave them this commission, and he said, wait, wait until the Holy Spirit would come. And so today, Pentecost, we celebrate that reality, that dynamic, that God, Jesus, now sends the Holy Spirit into the world, into his church, upon his followers. The Holy Spirit, and I mentioned saying, we have the ghost, some of you more elder among us, more veteran, may remember a time when we referred to the Holy Spirit as the Holy Ghost. We have the Holy Ghost. Jesus' life, he lives, he, he lives that hidden life for a while with his father working as a carpenter, working on construction. He begins his public ministry three years, he suffers and dies, he rises, he spends 40 days appearing here and there, giving final instruction to his followers, ascends to heaven, and then sends the Holy Spirit. That's the state that we live in now in 2023. We've received the Holy Spirit. We don't have to sit and wonder and wait for if the Holy Spirit will come because the Holy Spirit has come. We can look at salvation history in three different ages. You can have the time of the Father, the age of the Father, if you will. From the beginning of creation until the Son, until Jesus became incarnate. Those 33 years, those were obviously the time of the Son. And after Pentecost, until the end of time, we have the time of the Holy Spirit. They're the age of the Holy Spirit. We have the ghost. The life of a Christian is one of mission. It wasn't just the apostles. It wasn't just those disciples with Jesus. It wasn't just the saints for all the ages. The Franciscans, the Jesuits who were sent across the ocean to North America to bring the gospel. It's not just me as a priest. It's not just religious sisters. You being a Christian, a baptized Christian, and especially being confirmed, are called to that mission. There's a time, maybe when I was in high school, and I'm just kind of thinking about the possibility of becoming a priest. And I said, well, if I want to be a priest, I want to be an extreme priest. I want to be a radical priest. So if I'm going to be that way, I'm going to be a missionary priest. I'm going to go to Africa. I'm going to go to Asia. I'm going to live where there's where the people have never heard of Jesus, live in a hut with no water, no electricity. If I'm, gonna, if I'm willing to give up a wife and kids, I'm just going to go all out and be a missionary priest in that way. A few years later, when I finally kind of more discerned and desired truly to be a great man, a saint, and then truly considered the possibility of the priesthood, 
I realized that the people in northeastern Minnesota need the gospel, need Christ, just as much as those in Africa and Asia. And in some sense, I think you would admit even more. Yes, we may not have the material poverty that they have in those countries, but we definitely have a spiritual poverty, a need for the gospel, a need for Jesus Christ, a need for the truth, goodness, and beauty of the Catholic faith. The mission here is urgent. Jesus didn't do what he did just for the sake of it. He didn't tell the apostles, you know, go to the ends of the world making disciples. He didn't tell Peter. He didn't say, Peter, when you were younger, you got to dress yourself. But when you get older, someone else will dress you and go. you will go where you do not want to go. That's from the Gospel of John saying, signifying to Peter the death that he would die. Jesus didn't do that. The apostles didn't go to the ends of the earth just for the heck of it, just because Jesus didn't have anything better for them to do. No, it's because the mission is essential. The salvation of souls is at stake. Eternal destinies are at stake. We're called to be on mission. But we have everything we need because we have the ghost One of the things that have been so affirmed and edified by by being here at Queen of Peace, more so than I've experienced at many other parishes, is there's a significant number of individuals, of, of families, who are really on mission. Yes, they have kids. Yes, they, they have their marriages to worry about. Yes, they're working. <laughs> But they also live their life with intentionality of being on mission, about living the baptismal call. About reaching out to others, bringing others to Jesus Christ, building a community, a culture here, where families can be fed, where they can thrive in what they're called to do. I hope you see it in me. Obviously, I fail at it times, but I hope you at least see in me a desire, or you see a man who is on mission who takes his baptismal call, his priesthood, seriously. When we're around people, when we're around brothers and sisters in Christ who take it seriously, we're inspired, we're called to a higher standard of our living. Yesterday I was visiting a a woman, a mother here, who unfortunately has been suffering from cancer for a number of years and um, isn't able to make it to church that often at all, so I brought her communion, as I do for these people. And while I was there, there was a knock on the door, and so the dad, the father, the husband went to the door to check on who was there. Uh, he was there for about a minute or so, it wasn't very long at all, and he came back and he said, it was two Mormons who were at his door. The Mormons get it as far as their zeal, right? And they don't have near... They don't have the fullness of truth and faith that we have as Catholics. Imagine if we had half the zeal that the Mormons had. And I don't mean we need to go door to door, but it does mean living intentionally as Catholics, as disciples of Jesus Christ, living our identity, always conscious of that reality throughout our day. Coming to Mass Sunday morning, 
is not enough. This being our only expression, our only living of our faith throughout the week, this is not enough. Because you have been called to mission. Bishop Daniel Felton, he released that pastoral letter on Christmas Day. And his pastoral letter is all about that, all about mission. That we're not called just to, okay, yeah, it's great, I'd be happy if everyone just kind of worked even on their own holiness and sanctity, but the whole part of that is to bring God and Christ and the Holy Spirit to the world. The end of Mass, you hear me say, or the, or the deacon say, go forth, the Mass is ended. In Latin, it's ite misa est. Ite misa est, meaning go. She is sent, or it is sent. Misa, mission. We are called to mission after Mass. And we'll be judged, you and me, how seriously we took up that call to mission. It looks different for different people, like I said. But it all has in common living intentionally that call to be Catholic, to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. We all know people who are suffering. We all know people who are alone. We all know people who are floundering in the world because they don't know how to live. We all know people who are in danger of eternal damnation because they do not know Jesus or the gospel. Do we care about them? Do we want to bring them the love of Jesus Christ? We have an important mission given to us, but we don't have to sit here again and wonder if we're going to receive what we need to fulfill it. We don't have to wonder if the Holy Spirit is going to come. The Holy Spirit has come and He continues to come. He comes to us through prayer. He comes to us especially through the sacraments. And if you are a baptized, confirmed Catholic, you have the ghost. This Wednesday night, Becca Swanson and myself, the director of discipleship here, we're holding a leader, Heidel. Again, we have a number of people who are living this mission, but we're all called to this. And in a particular way, if you feel inspired and want to be more and more a part of building our culture community here and figuring out how we can reach further into our community, how we can bring people more and more into the parish life here, please join us Wednesday night. Speak to me or speak to Becca if you want to know more. Finally, to our graduates, you didn't think I was going to forget about you. Thank you, and I affirm you for coming here this morning. Great transition in your life, a big chapter in your life. I like to tell parents especially, when your first one leaves the home to go to college, like, that's a big change. (laughs) Um, And so it's a big transition in your own life. And you've chosen to have your parish, this Mass, be a part of this transition, this big chapter in your life. But realize it's not first and foremost you who chose to get confirmed, chose to live this faith, chose to come here. Again, Jesus chose you. I, it is not you who have chosen me, but I have chosen you and chosen you to bear much fruit. So much of the world says, all right, now go and do everything you want to do. 
And in some sense, that's kind of true. But in another sense, no. You have a mission. You have a mission given to you by God. A mission so important that if you do not carry it out, the world will be worse off and your soul and the souls of others may be lost for all eternity. Realize how special you are. Again, you've been given a grace that others, that's the mysterious of God's providence and his election, you've been given a grace that others haven't been given. And really understand that and appreciate that and take confidence in it. Everyone else your age should be sitting right here with you today. Everyone else your age should be praying, should be going to Mass, should be following Christ, should know the love of Christ and what they're called to. And so realize that the world needs you, the church needs you. We need you. Because who else is it going to be? Again, my friends, my graduates, the stakes are high, very high. But this mission that you're called to, you don't have to be fearful because you have everything you need to fulfill it. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the ghost.